Alright, what up y'all? It's your boy Parker Bratton, and you're in the mix. Um, so this is pretty much the first real episode, because I keep uh, not doing what I need to do here. And I'm real excited about it. We're going to get going started straight off with Kobe Bryant. I know it. It's March 3rd now, so his death, uh, his passing occurred a few weeks ago, a month ago or so now. And it's something that has just really shaken the entire world. It's a death that, you know, happened. Someone that became famous really in the internet era and in a sport like basketball that is so big nowadays. Uh, his his death really affected everyone and you saw it across the board with people that played basketball, people that never played basketball before in their life but knew who he was and what he symbolized to the league and uh, a lot of the younger players and a lot of his peers and even the older guys and to think he's not going to, like Kobe's, we're not going to watch Kobe get old is, it's real, you know, it's tough and growing up a Celtics fan, you're taught to not like Kobe Bryant. Like, not like the Lakers. Uh, that's the enemy. It's like being a Red Sox fan. You hate the Yankees no matter what. But, you know, with the Yankees, you respect a guy like Jeter. And the same thing goes with a guy like Kobe Bryant. And when you hear the news on TMZ that he passes, it's just... First you think it can't be real. But when you realize the extent of it and obviously with his daughter, it's sure it's been talked about plenty of times by now but just absolutely tragic and to see what he was doing as a dad and as a coach it was just really he's just a role model for a lot of people and I hope that you know while um, the severity of it all hits people so deeply you know I hope people really take what happened as a lesson to not just take advantage of our lives and if you have kids, um, you know, I'm sure the story hits you even worse, but it's just something that we all need to think about. You know, you can hate this, the Lakers if you're a Celtics fan, but when Kobe Bryant, who is a large part of the Lakers' history and Los Angeles' history, dies, you have to, you know, pay your dues and your respects to him and... You know, we just got to be, you know, I think it's a good lesson to be more human nowadays where people can become so divisive. So, um, you know, I think the Kobe story has definitely been told and it's going to continue to be told. And as, you know, as as the Kobe story begins to get told, it's going to, it's going to really uncover a lot of who he truly, truly was and why he did the things that he did and you know you everyone tries to come up with something that I think at a time like this you try to find something that connects you to that person and for me that was winning a national championship I was a senior D3 lacrosse nothing crazy but uh, my senior year you know I just really wanted to win a D3 national championship at Stevenson University and I knew that in order to get the most out of my guys that I kind of had to put some of our friendships aside and really go at them to make the team better. 
and while that's not always a fun thing, it was the necessary evil uh, day in, day out at practice where I was just really a very unpleasant person <laughs> to be around, um, not only as a player, but our coaches as well. Just, you know, I was, I was not a bad thing, but it just, it was something where I knew I had to get more out of the people around me if we wanted to achieve a certain level of greatness. And at DVU, that was winning the ship and we hadn't done that before. And, you know, I was, there were some guys that I'll never, I'll never forget calling out in practice and them, and them coming back down and, and like beating me or whatever and being really excited about that. And I'm just like, yeah, you need to do that all the time. Not just when I yell at you. And that is kind of what I view as part of that Mamba mentality of, doing whatever it takes to win, even if it is something that can be viewed as being a little bit um, against the norm or, you know, in his case, he was pretty divisive with some of his teammates, but um, but that was kind of how I really viewed, um, you know, Kobe as a part of my life and something that I really took away from his legacy. And, um, and you know, I think down the road, if I've ever become a father, especially to girls and, you know, what he was doing with Gianna and I'm sure the other girls as well, but just training her to be the best basketball player. And she really wanted that. And that's something that I certainly always will hope that my kids are into as well. So <clears throat> something that just really kind of hit home thinking about those last moments with her and just how really awful that is and friends of friends um in southern california knew some of the other family members and it's just you know that it's not just those two that died and um and just that event was so tragic but really gotta take a second and i think the media has obviously done a very good job of despite you know some of the negative stuff that happened in Kobe's life, just painting him in a very uh, positive and um, respectful and really just like res they've been very responsible with um, how much love he's gotten and he truly deserves that. And I think it's it really is bigger than just basketball and bigger than Los Angeles and the Lakers. And, and I think he was on the road to really – provide some people with some light in the world and uh and it's so sad to see that it had to come to an end we're gonna take a break real quick and we'll be right back all right what's good everyone i just want to take a second step away from the pod and kind of explain what this is all about uh you know growing up in america being mixed race was a very unique and interesting experience so I just wanted to kind of bring light to that and infuse it into everything else that I'm interested in in life. And I would say those things are mostly sports, uh, music, you know, some pop culture and stuff like that. So um, maybe even a little bit of politics even and psychology. I don't know. I have I have a big range of interests and I think the title in the mix is very indicative of kind of who I am and 
how I live my life. So here's just a look into it. And I hope everyone really enjoys the show. I'm hoping to bring on some guests and really make this a cool, engaging experience. So uh, let's get back to the show. All right, y'all. It's March. And the season, at least in Baltimore, Maryland, is turning for the best. Uh, we had we hit 60 today. Um, I played nine. Um, got to got to make it out to BCC, and it was um, it was very pleasant. I, I shall say. Um, I'm very excited about the golf season. I think like everyone that plays the game, uh, this I feel like this year is my year. I feel like I'm going low, and for me, that's really trying to break 80 every time I play, which I think at some point during the summer is going to be in the cards. See how long that happens, but uh, golf game's feeling good. Been playing a lot at five iron with the with the fellows on Tuesday. Um, I think we're in first or second place in that league. So trying to get this money, but um, you know the the game is in good order. Uh, mindset's feeling good. The swing's good. Been doing a lot of yoga over at M Power, so feeling real loose, feeling real positive. Um. If you know me, golf's a big part of my life. Um, I work for the First Tee, which is a nonprofit that gives kids in Baltimore the uh, opportunity to play golf for very cheap or free, and have and we give them a lot of other opportunities with um, helping them get into schools and um, and playing in golf tournaments. So, love my job. I think I have the best job in the world for real. Um, so shout out to the first tee of Baltimore, greater Baltimore, um, and all the other first tees out there. Um, shout out to the boys in Philly who won the Barstool Classic. We're coming for you this year. And I'm, yeah, golf, golf is just upon us. Our, our kids are about to be playing from mid-April to August. Your boy, probably more so. Um, so I'm, I'm just very excited. I can't tell you how excited I am about playing golf. Um, I just want to hit pure shots, sink long putts. And, um, if you know me, of course, bomb the ball very, very far down the fairway. So let's get it. Um, I guess the next thing I'm going to talk about with golf is that, um, I love golf. It's a great game. It's a sport. Um, if you don't think so, you're definitely wrong. It's very technical and so hard, but very addicting. It's just a grind, always trying to get better, which I love. And that's why I think everyone plays, everyone that plays, plays because they're just so into trying to get better and better. And there's so much room for improvement. And I think that golf, while it is a game, that you're allowed to take carts and such. You know, I think we really need to rethink doing more walking in golf. And I'm not trying to be a stickler. Like, I'm just saying, if if you walk, you actually play faster because you're going to your ball. If 
and you're getting ready to hit it and everyone else is doing the same thing as opposed to you know driving a cart like texting at the same time ripping your jewel and chatting it up with your boy and probably having a beer like yo i got you like that is definitely fun on saturday like no doubt but i just think while we're young i'm 28 you know i'm definitely past the prime lost a step and a half since college but still out here balling and i just think we're able to walk 18 holes it's not that bad like you could walk what is it? It's probably like two miles or so of walking, maybe three miles of walking, playing 18 holes. You can, you can do, you can, you can walk two miles without playing the golf. Like just do it while you're playing. It's fun. It's a nice little exercise. Yeah. It's a little bit harder, but that's how the game was always played. The pros play like that. And I know we don't have to play from the tips and all that, but just like, just carry your bag. It's pretty chill. It's pretty fun. It's actually kind of enjoyable. Um, just give it a try. And I know, sometimes you want to drink the beers. I'm, I'm right there with you. You get the claws flowing, and there's just no stopping. But, you know, when you're when you're just playing and whatnot, just like... Yo! What's up? What's that? Yeah, you like that? I got Ian some golf shoes. I'm recording a podcast right now. You're on the first app. Yep. <laughs> oh man, Jesus. Hold on. We're gonna go to a break. This break is brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Actually, it isn't. Um, we're just gonna run some fake ads. Uh, I don't want to get sued for saying that people sponsor me that don't. So no one sponsors me. I just want to spread the love and the nourishment and care that the things that I like, you know, they may or may not be good for you, but just going to, just going to highlight a few of my favorite products out there in the world just to get ready. If anyone does want to sponsor me, I'll let you boy. This break is definitely not brought to you by Michelob Ultra. Mickey U is one of the freshest beers out there. Allows you to get after it and also, well, it really allows you to get after it on and off the court. You can drink 20 beers, but it's like the calories of 10. Mickey U, be you, do you, buy a you. Bye you. Hello. All right. Back to the program. All right. We're back. Um, so that was Ian. That's my roommate, college goalie at Stevenson. Um, he, uh, he's a good buddy of mine and we, uh, we now live together in half of the past six months or so, um, over here in Canton, Baltimore. Uh, figured I would just kind of give you guys a little layout of, of, uh, of what's going on over here. And, um, and that's Ian. Um, you also probably heard Charlie, Chucky, Louie, uh, in the back too, barking. That's the hooch. He's uh, an American bulldog. 
got a black eye and um, big white body so um, say what up when you see him in the streets um, and I record this podcast in my basement um, which is very chill I feel like part of me recording is being in a good place to do it and I feel like it took me a little while but now that I'm here I just have uh, just have a nice little setup going on just um I have this big like 2013 lax championship banner which obviously I'm very proud of um you know played lax at Stevenson won a national championship uh was an all-american my senior year so I got kind of some of those things around and pictures of um Ali and Tupac and um some of my New England sports I guess New England sports banners uh, Celtics, Pats, and Sox. So um, we'll get more into that later, but try not to try to keep that on the DL in Baltimore because people aren't really having that. Um, and yeah, just got some, just got some, some a lot of different stuff up. Actually, one of my favorite things is this fan. It's like an Asian style fan, um, with like this wild backdrop with mountains and trees and all that. So. Might have to put some, you know, we'll, we'll get an Insta going and we'll have what it looks like to be down here in the cave, um, in the mix of the cave. So, um, yeah, but hopefully Ian will be, um, an integral part of the podcast, but like he has to definitely stay upstairs. He, his presence needs to be just very faint. So we'll, we'll keep him uh, at arm's length. And we'll try to keep Chucky down. It's going to happen. You know, I'm just down here. People are in the door, out of the door. He's going to start barking. So um, just two of the characters that I guess my producers, I'll I'll call them. Um, So we were just talking golf before that. We're back with golf. Um, Give you my little spiel on walking, riding. You get the gist. Just get some exercise in. It's not that hard, especially if you're under like 35. Like just get it together, kid. Um, very excited about this year's, uh, PGA schedule and, um, and really just what could go down potentially tiger breaking the all time wins record, um, breaking Sam Snead's record of 82 wins on tour. Um, very excited to see if he can break that. Uh, he hasn't been playing great of late, but see what's going to happen and then I think you know really the other story is how many more majors is Brooks Kepka going to add to the to the bag to the trophy case I'm thinking one at least I think the over-under should be like one and a half and I'd like to see him win two because I just like when people like him just take over it's awesome to watch and and I love his whole swag and I do wish he kind of acted like he truly loved the game but he doesn't have to do that because he's so good that he can do whatever he wants to so respect to, to Brooks I think he's gonna win I think he might go and just like beast everyone up at Wingfoot and it would be pretty fire if he won the Masters, honestly. As cool as it would be if Tiger went back-to-back. 
don't see that happening. Um, I'll go on record, but um, I really like, I, I love Brooks. I like Brooks for the Masters. I'm saying it now. I do that. I, I do like Brooks for the Masters. So, see if I put my money where my mouth is. All right. Wanted to take a quick second and just chat about golf and lacrosse and how those are going to be really the two sports that I try to focus mostly on uh, when it comes to talking sports. You can get a ton of football and basketball and whatever else um, anywhere in the podcast world and on the internet. And I think there's a cool opportunity. You see it with the four play guys at Barstool. Um, you see it with Diggs tape in lacrosse um, or on IG, you know, in the lacrosse game and just how those sports, golf and lacrosse, are being shown in the media now. And really not even just shown in the media, but just the people that are playing them and how they're partly in the media, though. I think golf is one sport is the sport that the media has really shifted into being an elitist sport to now really anyone can get behind the game of golf and uh, follow it and get into um, the PGA. And I think with lacrosse, you know, it used to be very, it still is, you know, very um, white collar um, prep school, you know, Northeastern kind of a sport, but I mean, there are more brothers now playing lacrosse than ever before, so it's really exciting for me to see um, someone that, you know, grew up idolizing someone like Chaz Woodson and Kyle Harrison. You know, there's so many amazing African-American and people from all different types of background uh, playing playing lacrosse at a very high level. So um, really excited to get into those two sports, and uh, we'll, we'll just get back to the program here. Alright, wanted to get into a little PLL, super excited for season two, extremely excited for the expansion. Uh, me and Chucky will definitely be tuning in for Water Dogs games um, week in, week out this summer on, uh, what is that, NBC Gold or whatever. Yeah, I might need to actually purchase, because I'm a huge Water Dogs fan now. Probably the biggest Water Dogs fan out there currently. Um, really excited for this next season. Last year was dope. Got to go to two games. Um, I saw, I went to college with Callum Robinson, my boy. Um, and saw him play up in Newark. Um, that was a really cool experience at Red Bull Arena. And then went to the game in Baltimore, obviously, um, at Homewood and, It was just an absolute show. Um, I was, I'm not going to lie, I was was in rare form, so I I didn't really watch a whole ton of the game, but the atmosphere and just everything was was just amazing. Um, I think the presentation on TV uh, was really first class as well, and then when you kind of wrap in the, what they were able to do on social with, Instagram and slow-mo it's like you're watching wax in 4k like real time pretty much they're updating their their instas with like these fire videos that you can actually see the lacrosse ball and what's going on with the sticks um game changer for lacrosse 
took it to a whole new level, ready for them to take over in whatever capacity. I think um, way too early prediction that they end up combining the leagues with PLL teams that will maybe be like, say, the NFC as opposed to the AFC for the NFL, where you you bring on some of those old classic MLL teams. Uh, you get the Wizards, the Cannons, the Bayhawks. Um, that would be something that I could kind of foresee happening and just using that PLL model. And uh, I think they're just doing such a dope job. And there's some really amazing players that are at the forefront of this league right now. Uh, and I think in in lieu of being in the mix, we definitely got to talk about Miles Jones. Like, dude, he should be playing in the NFL. Like, dude, like people think homie is an NFL linebacker. And I'm very excited to see him just absolutely take over this year. I think he just got traded, actually, like today. Maybe yesterday. Um, Atlas or Redwoods. That's actually that might be my that might be my backup team. The Redwoods. Um, that's it's really dope. Just cool to see someone that's black. Just really paved the way for all lacrosse players to uh, really create a. Um, a superstar persona and not just persona, but like real life. Like he, like he's just, he's that dude. Um, he's a cool guy. I've met him a few times and you know, he's just like any other person. He just has a huge personality and, um, and is very large and imposing, but, uh, in a very good way. So super excited to watch. Miles and um, obviously Callum and Mike Simon, all my guys out there. Um, you know, there's there's just some really unbelievable athletes out there. Uh, I really like Apple, big Apple guy. I think he's mixed too. Either way, my man can play. Newman, is it one of those two? Both of them? Who knows? Um, I'm a D guy, so I'm looking out for my D man. Gotta look out for the D man. Uh, we, uh, we're what actually makes the game interesting because anyone can score a lacrosse goal, but trying to stop someone with, uh, with these pockets these days is just an absolute joke. Um, so very excited about PLL, um, way too early prediction for the champions, I actually might go roll woods. Yeah, I think I'm going redwoods, going bears, backup team. I think they're gonna win it all. I'm calling it right now. Um, next thing in lags, which I think is very important to talk about on in the mix and going along with the PLL and college. I think in general, there's just an amazing movement to see all these black people play the game that you know 10 years ago just weren't really like invited to the party and now that there's just a big mix of people that play the game and they come from all over the country it's sports really evolving and 
part of that, you know, has to do with the MLL and going across the country. And part of it's the, a lot of the players that didn't play in the MLL going to these different places throughout the throughout the country or did play in the MLL, even if they, you know, either or just coaches going to other places and starting rec leagues and getting kids good so that they can go to high school and uh, and eventually to college. And it's really incredible to see where some of these kids come from now. And you get some, some guys that maybe would have played football or basketball like in high school and now they're just playing lacrosse. Kind of like Junior Seau's son. Um, you know, there's there's just a lot more athletes out there playing the game at a very, very high level. And it's uh, really excited where the sport's going. I have the unbelievable pleasure of working with U.S. lacrosse uh, in the, with these Sankofa lacrosse clinics, which were started by, um, partly by U.S. lacrosse and then... Um, the other party involved is Chaz Woodson, who is certainly a leader uh, among the um, the African American lacrosse community, um, and then just I think pure like lacrosse purists in general will just throw him up there with being one of the most talented uh, attackmen to ever play. And I think I just know how good he is, and. Uh, um, and, and thought it was funny that people tried to make him a D midi. Um, but I, I grew up in Rhode Island, got to watch him when I went to MB Moses Brown across the street from Brown university. And my man used to just fly across the entire field. It was beautiful. And he was really my idol. And I think he's going to be on the pod. So, uh, we'll, we'll get more into Chaz later, but he helped start the Sankofa lacrosse clinics where, it's not just helping and uh, and running clinics for kids of color, but just any uh, kids anywhere that aren't really in big hotbeds. And the first one was actually in Baltimore, which obviously is a hotbed. Oh my God, so sorry. Um, Baltimore is a hotbed, but clinic for some inner city programs charm city i worked at harlem lacrosse at the time so i brought a kid there and got to meet Chaz. and i got signed up to work these sankofa clinics where they take care of all my airfare and stay and they've flown me this year i went to houston and i've been to austin and nashville they flew me to hawaii uh california uh down to florida you know taking trips up to uh, my old home, Rhode Island, and Connecticut, New York, Jersey. Um, we've done clinics in um, juvenile detention centers that have. There's a, a juvenile detention center in Delaware, the Ferris School that has a uh, high school lacrosse team. So, just some of the most unbelievable experiences uh, working with them and just seeing what's happened to the sport. It's just been so dope. So, shout out to U.S. Lacrosse. Shout out to Chaz Woodson um, and Brother Bryce as well. Um, got to meet their pops actually too. Lily? I think it's Lily. Lily Woodson, the god. Last thing I'm going to talk about is um, just, especially with 
lacrosse being the sport where there's really no future if you're not if you're not one of the very top guys that have a chance to go and play in the MLL or now the PLL um which is very hard cuz a lot of guys stick around for a while like my my man Simon has been played for 10 years and um and there's just not a lot of positions out there but um for for the people that don't have that opportunity like you're just playing for fun out there. Like there's no opportunities to really, uh, you know, make money until now in Baltimore with the American lacrosse league, where if you win, I think your team splits 10 grand. So your boy might be a semi pro lacrosse player. Um, keep you guys updated, uh, week to week, you know, I'll be playing, I think Fridays and Sundays. So that'll be a part of our lax updates, uh, Nick's fish house. Um, you know, come see us. We play at uh, in Locust Point at Bannerfield. Uh, and then afterwards, we go to Nick's Fish House and just tear it down. So uh, we'll be in the mix with Nick's Fish House. And um, yeah, more to come on that. But it is really funny because when you play in those leagues, you know, you have to remember that you, especially me, like I work for the first tee, so I'm like up on my feet all day. Like, popping around golf courses like I can't just like not be able to walk or like sometimes your boy needs to get a little bit of a brisk walk you know a slight run um and you can't do that with a pulled hamstring so playing lax like it's pretty intense pretty you know you're not going half speed trying to win and I really think that uh you gotta be you just gotta be careful out there playing lacrosse men's league every year that goes by 28 now every year that goes by is just one year past farther past your prime right not getting any fresher so um been doing a lot of yoga i'm gonna start playing some indoor soccer to get the legs going and uh and we're just gonna we're gonna let it ride we'll see if it's my last year or not i think i'm gonna play forever but i just keep getting roped into it so tough um but what do you what are you gonna do man you got the competitive drive you got the mentality that you want to go out there and guard someone 101 behind the cage someone that's like 23 and like two years out of college like go ahead bro pull your hammy live your life um and that's going to take us to another break we'll be back in a moment this next segment is definitely not brought to you by Chewy. You're four days late on Chucky's food. My boy is hungry out here whipping him up rice, sweet potatoes, and chicken like he's a goddamn king. Well, you know what? He is. Um, but seriously, Chewy, step it up. All right. Now back to the show. All right. We're going to close the first pod. Um we're going to do it on a little bit of a sad note, actually, um, but I really feel that it's important I bring these things up because uh, they're very different, and they are both very tragic in different ways, and I just think that, I hope that they remind you to just be a good person. So, the first one, which actually happened today, which was, which was wild, um, was that I went to take Chucky to the park here in Canton 
and uh, as I walked up, the, this guy that I've seen a bunch, um, he has this one dog that's tiny, and then another big dog, big black dog that Chucky loves. He was sitting there just a mess, and I was like, and literally like, like crying, but he was just covered in blood, and his little dog had gotten bit like in its head, and uh, it was so traumatizing, and felt so bad for him, but I just sat there and just, and he had the dog like wrapped up in this big blanket, and sat there and just kind of rubbed his back, honestly, and just like tell him everything was going to be all right, and gave him my phone number, and told him that if he wanted to have the big dogs, you know, run around or whatever, just call me, and call me later tonight, actually, and thank me for that, which was, was cool. Um, it meant a lot. I know it meant a lot to him to have me do that. So, just like you never know, like people go through things, and it's easy to just like be like, "Shit, dude, I'm so sorry," and like walk by. But like, take a second. Some people just need. He mentioned that me putting my hand on his back just like gave him a rush of energy of hope. And sometimes we just need to slow down and just be there for each other whether you really know somebody or not, like if you just like care for people in general, just like take a second and like let them know that because, you know, in lieu of like this Kobe thing and then the next thing I'm going to talk about, you just never know what's going to happen in your life and you got to take advantage of, or not, you can't take advantage, you have to make the most of the, people that you have around you and the time that you have because really being negative and wasting time on all that is just it's really not worth it um our time's limited as it is so really got to be out here uh making the most of things and being good to each other second thing i wanted to bring up that happened a few weeks ago but just had to let the people know same thing um, but more wrapped around safety and just just putting yourself in the best possible position is that a friend from home, um, he and his brother were in Japan skiing and then he got he got lost and um, and they didn't find him. Um, during the period of time that they had to, to search for him. Um, so they have to wait to recover his body until the snow thaws in Japan. But, you know, it's just life is, it's so precious. And while you need to go out there and absolutely live that to the fullest and travel and go and, and, um, and fulfill like every want and need that you can possibly do that, you know, is, is good for you and good for everyone else. Like, you just got to be really careful out there, man. It's so dangerous, some things. And um, while I would never discourage anyone from getting out in the outdoors and skiing or running, hiking, uh, mountain bike, uh, I mean, if you want to jump out of airplanes, if that's what gets you going, then go ahead. But just be, just be cautious. Um, and um and make sure that you 
are where you're supposed to be and with all the proper equipment and whatnot because shit's fickle, bro. And I'm sorry to put it out on such a sad note, but um, I'm going to drop a little beat right quick and, uh, and then be out. And I'll catch you next time. Peace. What, 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 what can I, what can I say? Let me explain this to you. To you. Yeah. I don't even want to fight with you, man. I lay you right where you stand. You can catch a few shells. One go right through your polo, man. Usually I'm dolo when I got a crazy team. Call Kiss to ride on you. Watch for the laser beam. Shit, it's that OG flavor. Remind you of a corner bodega and that old E behavior. All on point, but I ain't trying to scuffle with chunks. Long joints, got the culture power plus the double pump. Troublesome to anyone who stands in the way. I stand on a spread. Fuck if your man's in the way. Your girl want me because I do it better than you. The whole world wants me, nigga. I'm a legend. To you. Like LL, Rock, Kim, Ice T, and them niggas. Like Cube, Snoop, and Dre, I'ma be seeing them figures. Uh, it don't matter, you don't have to be liking me, man. Keep playing, you be laying there, right where you stand. Gun on my waist, knife in my hand, I keep telling you cowards. I'ma leave you there, right where you stand. I don't wanna talk, and I ain't trying to fight with your man. Trying to get it over quick, leave you right where you stand. Some say I'm trifling, sometimes I rightfully am, but I don't give a fuck. I'ma leave you right where you stand. You just mad, you'll never be as nice as I am. D block, gang star, yeah. Right they wanna stand. know why what? I invest all my money in the haze and in the dope Cause right now I'm currently a slave for Interscope Respect first, then money, basic shit If you got niggas under pressure, you can take this shit Listen, I'ma leave you right where you stand Have the ambulance pass your Timberlands off right to your man Cause he pussy, he ain't gonna do nothing but look When it come to beef, he don't wanna do nothing but cook As soon as the chrome scope him Right there, two in the dome, smoking Kiss, keep funeral, homes open I fall back, smoke an ounce in the dark Bounce on a prime track like a bounce on a knock, keep playing, y'all niggas a burn. And you know they say it takes something to happen for niggas to learn. Let the 40 cow give them a perm. This industry is like bacteria, and my flow is a germ. Just mad you'll never be as nice as I am. J to the claw, and I leave you right where you stand. Uh. You gangsters, cosmetic, keep playing. You'll be laying there right where you stand. My people from the hood stay on the grind. Deep block, gangsta, leave you right where you stand. What? Gangsters, cosmetic, cosmetic. I see you got the fear of God in you. We'll tear your heart in two. Too bad you didn't know what you got into. Yeah, the most righteous. So Malcolm got a close likeness. My name carry weight, decapitate most vipers. Hot rhyme spitter, dime hitter, case beater. Flow is angry like I'm in your face with heaters. Chasing beavers, nah, I never have to do that. P.I. till I die and I just laugh at you cats. You happy perhaps cause you got dough and bitches. But no love in the street, only for moes and snitches. Only from the meat lapping, suckers won't see it happen. Cross that line, then it's time for the heat clapping. I do my thing like a whole planet depends on me. I got game to make, Janet wanna spend on me. Some say I'm trifling. And sometimes I rightfully am Get your man, I lay him right where he stand Gun on my waist, knife in my hand I keep telling you cowards I'ma leave you there right where you stand I don't wanna talk and I ain't trying to fight with your man Trying to get it over quick, leave you right where you stand Some say I'm trifling, sometimes I rightfully am But I don't give a fuck, I'ma leave you right where you stand You just mad, you'll never be as nice as I am D-block, gang star, leave you right where you stand What?